You're probably not tone deaf. What's up, podcast? So I got the chance to speak with the amazing Claire Hostman. She's a voice teacher who's been through such an amazing transformation herself, from being almost labeled tone deaf to now working with uprising child actors and talent. I really enjoyed chatting with her, and I hope you enjoy this episode too. Stay tuned. If this episode resonates with you, make sure to share it with your singing friends. I'd really appreciate that. The more members that we have on this journey, the more fun it becomes. Likewise, if you have any feedback or suggestions for future episodes, you can leave a voice message here through Anchor or on Insta at singwithivan. So just slide into my DMs. If you want to take your voice to the next level, head over to singingsimply.com book and book in your lesson. I teach students all over the world through Skype. So that's singingsimply.com book. Anyway, let's jump right in. Cool. So, so lovely to have you on the podcast, the show, Claire. Um, I came across your Instagram page and I was like, dang, how does one get so many followers uh, as a voice coach? So that was like my first kind of instinct. <laughs> and then I started following your content and it's really cool. I love your energy. Um, but I know, I guess as a vocal coach, you weren't always amazing at singing. Um, and one of the things that really caught my attention was that kind of journey. So I saw this post where I, I think someone said you were like labeled you as tone deaf at the beginning or maybe something like that. So I'd love to just hear like maybe from the beginning to like what's happened now. What's that journey been like? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. I can't believe I'm here. Like I still can't believe I'm a singing teacher. Sometimes my mom laughs and she's like, I can't believe you're a singing teacher because she knows exactly where I started out. Like literally I, my teacher who I started out with, isn't would say now I didn't say you were tone deaf he didn't actually say it but I had major pitch issues and he was really worried and some people might have referred to me as tone deaf so I was never labeled officially but some people thought I was so you have an idea of where I what I where I would have sounded like so I'd be yeah. like ah, ah, like <laughs> Not that that's like bad, but you know, <laughs> I, I did not expect that, but nice. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people are like that in the beginning and that doesn't mean anything. And a lot of people, when I tell them the story, they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be the one tone deaf person that you've met. Apparently there's only like 0.000012% tone deaf people on the planet. I've never met a tone deaf person in my life. I've met only lots of people have pitch issues. Tons of people have pitch issues. Exactly. I did. I was major pitch issues as a baby. I had um, t- ear infections once a week at least. I was in the ER and the doctors, so oh, I had nice. slight hearing loss. So, hence my pitch issues. But a lot of people did they just do, and it's fixable. Exactly. So. Um, I actually interviewed. Um, it was Nicolette, and she was from. So I forget. I forget. I'm sorry. I don't really know the geography of the states yet. But okay. <laughs> she actually did a study on tone deaf. Um, and uh, it, you're right. It's about there's really not that many people who are actually tone deaf. If you can kind of enjoy music you should be pretty good, I think. Um, yeah, so, well, when did you actually start um, this kind of journey with singing? Um, That's a great question. Um, I was yeah. 15 and I was really shy and I was a cheerleader. <laughs> and I was around, I was in my house and I was around the corner in my house peering into my living room because that's when the, the man who would become my first teacher was teaching lessons there for free. And so he agreed to my parents that he'd give me and my sister free lessons. Wow. And so that's how we both got started. And so he was super smart. His name is Mark Power. He's on Bainbridge Island, Washington. You guys should check him out. He's so great. Um, and he was just like, I would spy on people. I was so shy and I would spy on people from the kitchen, like after school, eating my snack and like listening. And, mm-hmm. 
And then when, and they all knew that I was, but I didn't know. I thought I was being sneaky. And so one day he's like, come on, Claire, come have a lesson. I'm like, <gasps> and I was like petrified. I thought I was going to throw up. And then, um, and then I had a lesson and I don't I actually don't remember my first lesson. I don't remember. I think I was just nervous and I had fun. And then I just kept returning and coming back and back. And, yeah. and, um, slowly I just kind of came out of my shell and I grew to like it, but it wasn't really love at first sight. I don't think. <laughs> what yeah. did you did you actually sing before or was that like the very first instance of singing for you? It was the first singing lesson. I'd sung before privately by myself, but I was always super shy. I never sung in front of anybody. And so I was 15 and I, I grew up playing sports and I, I, that 15 was right when I started theater. So that was right when I was coming out of my shell. So I was a very shy kid. And so this was very new to me. So um, it's yeah. shocking that I turned into this because this is not me. Well, I mean, this is not what I was. So meta I think it's a wonderful yeah. transformation. What? <laughs> I think it's a wonderful transformation. Thank you. Yeah, it's a metamorphosis. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I guess when you're taking those initial lessons, like um, apart from kind of pitch issues, what did you kind of struggle with? Because um, yeah. you've obviously come really far. Thank you. Um, major confidence issues, major confidence. Um, pitch issues and just singing from my throat. I had a huge powerful voice, just like a lot of us, but I didn't know how to use it. I didn't know how to put it in my face. So instead I just screamed a lot and I belted a lot. And a lot of people don't know the difference. And so they hear that and they're like, you're a great singer. Wow, just be louder. And a lot of people try and outpower each other and let's see who can be the loudest. And so I just kind of yeah. did that. And I was like, wow, I must be a great singer. And I was the loudest and I'd overpower everyone. And I thought that that meant I was a good singer. But then I'd get sore throats and I thought, well, I guess that's normal, right? You know, it's just yeah. like going to the gym, right? When you go to the gym, you get sore. It's like, no, it's not right. Not, right. <laughs> <laughs> not supporting the sound, any of that. Yeah. So for you, um, I, I guess when you're taking these lessons, was it kind of like a pivotal moment? Like, so obviously when you took that first lesson with Mark, it was kind of like a life-changing moment. From there to kind of today, was it more like just kind of smooth sailing, like taking lessons, gradually making progress? Or was it more of like a roller coaster? Because I know from my journey, it was really, really definitely a roller coaster. Um, mm -hmm. I just want to see if it's the same case with you. Yes, definitely <laughs> a roller coaster. It was never, it was not roses all the time. It was almost never, it was like years of practicing and feeling like I sucked and feeling like I didn't have a middle voice, which I didn't. And so for many years, I had, middle voice I just felt like I sucked a lot and you kind of when you're building your middle voice you have to kind of stay there and be in that kind of sucky area for a couple of years if you're going to build it most people try and go around it and then they never grow their yeah. middle so I I was there for a while um yeah and I would cry a lot of lessons or I'd try to hold back my tears I would be just so frustrated and so upset and so I so understand when people get upset because I was just I would be on the brink of tears a lot of lessons yes um so. do you have any kind of advice because obviously like oh wow like Sometimes the emotions are really real. It may, kind of yeah. makes you want to feel like quitting, right? But what, yes. would you, what would be some advice from yourself um, to someone who's in this situation? Oh, my gosh. I would say just like, sweetie, just do it again, do it again. Like, you know, do you think that, you know, when you first, again, it's like the bike metaphor. When you first got on the bike, did you just ride perfectly? No, you fell a million times. You got bruised. And and it helps if you hear someone else say that. Like when I tell people that, they're like, oh, that makes me feel so much better. Because it's like, really, it was years of feeling like I sucked. And I still sometimes feel like I suck on certain Dude. days. No, we all Dude. have this, I'm the suckiest teacher I yeah. suck. Or why do people want to hire me? And you know, then the next day I'm like, oh, I'm great. <laughs> but, it's just, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say hearing other people's stories. But um, I would say 
just like if you were going to become a ballerina tomorrow, or if, if you were going to, if you were, if you want to be a bodybuilder and you went into the gym for one day and you did all these reps and you worked really hard and you're exhausted, but you're like, where's my body? It's like, well, you got to do this for many years before you get that body. So you do all, just cause you do a few reps. It's like, where's my voice? And it's like, it doesn't work that way. And it doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means you're like everyone else. And this is an art and it takes time. There's nothing wrong with you. You might understand it here. You're super smart, but your body is different. Your body's going to get it at a different time piece. So that doesn't mean anything about you. It's the meaning you make about yourself. And I just thought I was an idiot or a failure and I sucked or whatever. It's just a muscle. And, you, and if you're patient enough, yeah. it'll I, I completely agree. I was actually um, taking a lesson with my own mentor today. Yeah. And we're discussing with the um, kind of idea, where does this kind of idea where like people think singing is this kind of like quick kind of formula, like, okay, if I don't have singing, uh, if I don't sound good by the end of the month, I can't sing for the rest of my life. Whereas when people are bodybuilding, they aren't like, they know that it is a process. Where do you think that might be coming from? Um, when people think that immediately they should be able to sing after their first yeah. five ten <laughs> lessons. Yeah. I, I think it's from our, it's, I know, right? it's from yeah. our culture, I think. Our culture that's like, well, yeah, it takes like 10 years to be a doctor. Yeah, like I wouldn't, like if somebody said that they that they were a doctor after one year, you know, I wouldn't have them work on me. But yeah, like you should be able to be yeah. a singer after six months. It's like, no, you don't know. We don't know any, a lot of us don't know anything about singing. I didn't. And so I'd be so frustrated with myself. It's like, I think we need to know. It's like, that's another piece of advice I wish I had known. It's like, I thought, because in this day and age, it's like, oh, well, a lot of singers out there, I actually, and I know some of them in the industry, I know some of these big singers, and they say, I've seen some of them, and I love them, don't get me wrong, but they say, you know, like, I never, oh, I'm self-taught, that's not true, they're not, I mean, mm. some some are, but some of them aren't, and I know that, so you hear these people, and they're like, well, I'm self-taught, and you're like, oh, great, you know, they're self-taught, I must suck, it's like, yeah. a lot of who, so I'd say tons of them who say they are. They're not. They have mentors. They work with them a lot. They could be self-taught in some ways, but a lot of them, they have mentors still, even in between being self-taught. Um, yeah, I'd say just look at, like, it's the expectations that you have that you should get it like that. That's what makes it worse. If you change your expectation, like, yeah, it'll probably take two to three years for you to sound kind of decent it, unless you start off with a voice that's just kind of already pretty good like I didn't my sister did so just it starts off but you know two or three years to even get your middle voice cracking maybe yeah. maybe five years to sound you know and not every I used to say that I that you know anybody can learn to sing it's true but not everyone everyone can learn to sing I think unless you're tone deaf decently not yes. everyone can learn to sing great and yes. that's with them that's not teachable so I mean I believe that's not well Actually, it is teachable. It just, it depends if the person is that type of coachable person. A lot yes. of people are coachable. I think everyone can learn at their own leg. Some people, two people who are complete beginners, one of them will learn within a few months and they learn all this stuff that the other person, it takes them two years to learn. So just some people are way faster with it. I'm a very fast learner. Like I, Absolutely. I feel like my body, I mean, I'm fast and it took me years. So it's <laughs> like, Right. And then like I was an athlete growing up, so I was really in touch with my body. So if you're an athlete, that's fantastic. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I think that's so true. I mean, um, if anything, I really believe in mindset, um, especially for a lot of people. You can really tell the people with, who do tend to sing better go really well. It's because of their attitude, right? They're, for example, yeah. they know it takes work, but they're willing to put in the time versus someone who's like, oh, yeah, I know it's going to take work. Right. But I'm not going to do anything about it. Um, and I think you had this post where you're like, you either schedule it or you forget it. 
Um, so that's a massive one. Like if you're going to practice singing, schedule it on your calendar. Just block out some time for it and then you're going to go for it. Um, awesome. Well, I'd like to jump kind of further down your journey. So when did you start, I guess, teaching people? Um, let's see. I started teaching people three years ago, three and a half years ago when I first graduated from college. So I'm 30 now, but I graduated five years later because I wanted to explore the world and live in yeah. other countries. So I went late and I, then after that I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And I got an anthropology degree and I didn't know what to do. And yeah. I was just like, uh, I don't want to hate my job. I don't want to hate my life. My mom's like, why don't you become a singing teacher? And I'm like, yeah, right. Like, no, I would suck. Like, I'd be a terrible teacher like how do you teach this and and then she's like all right well what are your other options I'm like oh crap and so then I just decided like I better make this work and then <laughs> I just like how do I teach and so I looked up people online and their videos because I'd never it's like how do you it's one thing to understand how you do it but to teach it to someone else is so different and so I decided right and so I found all these people online the way they taught and I'm like oh right and most of their techniques were like made sense to me and it was already kind of the way I already was so I watched them and how they taught and I was like oh that's how I can teach so it was mostly stuff I knew but it was like watching the way they did it and so it's like that's how you can translate it so I studied them and then it just became my own thing and um yeah and then I had my first lesson and the first month or two I only had like six clients a month and now it's like 40 clients a week and so mm -hmm. it just it just keeps growing but it was so hard at first and I doubted myself all the way and yeah. <laughs> How close did you get to quitting? Because I know when I first started, I'm like, oh, hang on. I really don't think this is for me because I actually came from a corporate background yeah. and I kind of threw it away because this is what I wanted to pursue. Yeah. Um, but the initial few months are hard because you kind of like, I think I made the wrong choice. <laughs> but um, yeah. what was that? Was that was it like that for you? Yeah, um, I'd say yes, yes. It was like, I'm tired of it. And I'm also an introvert. I'm actually a total introvert. And a lot of people are like, no, really? I am a human introvert. So I'm really actually very shy, sensitive. But I, I have a performer front that I use to protect myself. <laughs> so yeah. um, uh, I, I got tired. I'm an empath. So I was absorbing people's energies so much. And so I just got so tired of it. And I just thought, like, I'm giving so much. And I was, there was a time when I was giving so much. And people loved it. But they didn't need that much for me. And I just thought I had to give and give. And then it was like, they actually don't need me to give that much. I'm exhausted and I'm resentful. <laughs> like, mm. I'm starting to get resentful. It's like, no, I don't need to give. So I began to lean back and just kind of give effortlessly. I mean, I'm working on it still every day. But then it became fun. So um, I wanted to quit several times. But then it was like, I had no, I felt like I had no other options. I went into health and life coaching as a backup. So I'm also a health and life coach. But now I have oh, both. Wow. Yeah, I'm a health and life coach. And I'm studying functional nutrition at the moment. So, yeah. Do you mind telling me? Oh, I'm I'm super passionate about like health and all that. So, yes. what exactly do you do as a health coach? We could, do, just we could like, do another podcast if you want about that. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you wanted, um, I well, I do, I do, I do mainly habit change, which so I can teach. You know, I can tell you exactly what to eat, what to do, all that stuff. Some people want to be told what to do, but I help you do it. Um, I help rewire your brain and going past because most of us we know what to do, but it's like, all right, you know what to do. Why aren't you doing it? And so. Right. It's like people are like, well, I know I should do this. It's like, all right, do it. And they're like, well, it's just, I don't know. It just somehow just never happened. So it's like, why? So it's about getting to the bottom of it. A lot of it is stuff that happened before we were nonverbal when we were one and a half, two. And that 
locked into our psyche of who we are and our beliefs and all this stuff. And once you heal that at the core, suddenly people start losing weight or they double their money, triple their income, all of that stuff. The, the, what do you call it? The autoimmune disorder goes away. It's so, it's magic. It's, it's the way I teach actually. The way I teach is not just singing. People get healed. The way I teach is actually a very deep healing thing because in order to be an amazing singer, you have to be in full alignment with yourself. You have to release emotional blockages. So people come in, they're like, oh my God, this is like therapy, but nothing happens. It's not like it's therapy. It's a singing lesson, but you leave and something has happened. Yes. Right? Yeah. So it makes yeah. me really want to take a lesson with you. My other business later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I would like to ask because you mentioned something which is very important, which is habits. So a lot of singers know, okay, I need to be doing this exercise. I need to be practicing this much but they don't do it. So yeah. what's kind of some, some strategies you would use to kind of like make them do a bit more of what they should be doing? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I would say, <clears throat> first of all, give a little play, a little tough love with them. Cause I say, you know, you know, you don't have to practice ever. Like if you don't want to see results, like I'll never be upset with you. Like some people come here just for fun. If you don't want to see results, you don't have to practice. And they're like, but I do want to see results. I'm like, all right, well, if you want to see results, you know, and I'll sometimes give that, I'll, lay a little knife in there of a little, not embarrassment, but something where like I work with a lot of people in television in Hollywood and I'll say, you know, a lot of my students, they're, they're eight, they're eight and nine and 10. They're in they're they're on big TV shows and um, they practice in their busy schedule. They're working all day. They're exhausted. They come home at night. They still find time for their hour every day. They, they do it. And they're like, wow, an eight year old did that. And then, you know, so I don't, I don't do it in their face, but I sort of just say that on the side and I can tell they're like, Oh, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's possible because they're like, I'm so busy. It's like, well, if this eight-year-old on a TV show can do it, I guess I can. So it's like, you know, um, I'd say that and just for them to know it's just a muscle. If you don't use it, it won't grow. So it's not just going to show up. I, mean, I think a lot of people, they, they do it even maybe three times a week and it's better than nothing, but they just think it's going to grow. And a lot of them are doing the wrong exercises. That's the thing. They will do it every day and or they think that singing – Practicing means just singing around the house. So like I practiced for an hour today. I sing all day long, Claire. It's like that doesn't mean anything. You're probably undoing things with bad habits. You probably yeah. have bad habits. Almost everyone does. So I would just have them understand that deeply to the core. Yeah, and, definitely. And it's their choice, you know. And after that, I'm not going to chase them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I like to add on to that because one thing I notice that kind of works for my clients is tying it to another habit that they do already. And a simple one is like, okay, most people shower in the morning or like at least once a day. And that becomes like kind of like a perfect spot to practice because, okay, it might only be five to 10 minutes, but if you can start just going, okay, every time I shower, I need to practice a bit. Yeah. Then it naturally kind of kicks in, maybe takes like a month, 90 days, but then you start to realize, okay, well, I've done it already. Why not make it to 10 minutes? Why don't I do another session? Maybe later. Um, but it needs to start small for a lot of people. Sometimes even that one hour is like, whoa. I don't think I can do it. It's a bit much. Um, yeah. 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 No, I would start start small. Like I was talking with a girl today. It was her first lesson. I'm like, I'm like, you know, 40, I recommend, you know, this, I know this is a lot. She's 10 and, and she, but she's really serious. So many kids come here. They might not be actors or on TV shows yet, but they're actors and they're like, just tell me what to do. I'm like, okay, well, this is what I'll tell you what to do. Six, five to six days a week, 45 minutes to an hour, at least no more than two hours, but like 45 minutes to an hour. That's what I'd recommend. And, but at first, and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I know, I know that's a lot. So because you don't want to set yourself up for failure because if you if you start trying to do all of that at once, you're probably going to fail. So baby That's steps, right, yeah. 
right? With my coaching, um, my health and life coaching, I always say small hinges swing big doors. So start one percent changes every day. Eventually, in in a hundred days, it's like a hundred percent. So I'd say, yeah, start with fifteen minutes. The next week, twenty. Then twenty-five. They're like so small, but eventually you'll build that habit. That's so true. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've mentioned a lot. So you work with a lot of um, child actors and all that. How did you kind of come about this journey? Because for me, my clientele is completely different. I teach a lot of kind of adult beginners who kind of like similar to my journey, struggled with singing their entire life. Um, I think singing is a gift and talent, but then I'm there to show them that it's not the case. How did you kind of come about to teaching all these kind of child actors? That's crazy. Um, That's so great. Um, Well, and they're they're actors as well. Like uh, one of my crazy story, one of my um, friends tried out for Hamilton on the Broadway touring version. He got a call back for the lead in Burr after we worked on his rap. Mm. So we were rapping from here. So yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's a full range. Um, so I got started. So my sister is in Hollywood. Her name is Dev Cameron, and she's a actress on Disney Channel. Well, she was on Disney Channel. That's how she got started. Now she's doing um, movies and stuff, and it's really fun. And so that's how I got it. Got my following at first, and I was really lucky. Um, I think I, you and I were talking earlier on, just like you know, like how do you grow an online? Yeah. Instagram and it's like I have no idea because I lucked out with um, a lot bunch of her fans mostly nine to twelve year old girls at first and then I started just posting tons of content I was really generous with my content and then it just grew and grew and grew um, so but I first started out yes I know people in the business so that helped but a few, like some of the my sisters with the top agents and managers in the in the business and so they tried they sent me one of their people they're like all right let's just try Claire and they yeah. got great responses and they sent more great responses more and more and now they just all these people are sending me their because their clients get such great results and then they tell their producers and they tell their directors and like Nickelodeon was over here filming something the other day so it's like but we're all connected so it's like the town is so small and so it started with the luck of my sister but you know the door was just open I had to prove myself and then um yeah, then it's just it's just who you know, and it's yeah. word of mouth, and it's um yeah, it's 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 working well with people. That's amazing. Well, there was an opportunity, and you seize it. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank um, you. Well, okay. So, um, I guess my I guess this kind of does wrap up for today. Um, yes. but I do want to have like this is like my final question, and this is important because obviously you're amazing. You've gone through this kind of long journey of going from being labeled as tone deaf to being an awesome vocal coach. Looking back on your journey, what's something you wish you'd known as a beginner? So someone who's like really struggling, what's one thing you'd like them to know? Oh, that's a great question. I'd say don't compare yourself. Don't compare yourself and um, really listen to yourself and your own your own trust in yourself and your desires. Don't listen to where you are right now. Like, don't listen, because where you are right now, that's just where you are right now. Listen to that inner spark that tells you you can be somewhere better, because that's where I believed in. So listen to that spark that's like, well, I know you, I know I can be there. That's how my sister got to where she is. It's, she started off just like with anyone else. She was talented from the beginning, but she, she was just kind of like a rough diamond. She had to hone herself. So she, her whole life had that vision and she knew she could do this. And she has this now with the next project. The next is like, oh, I know I can get there. And she's not there yet. And then she just keeps working. So don't look where you are now. Look at where you want to be and know you can get there with huge work and determination. You can do it. 
just make sure you have the right teacher because it yes. breaks my heart when people, they work their butts off some people with teachers and they work for years with them and then they come to me or to you, I'm sure, and then you're like, sorry to break it to you, but you weren't building your middle voice the entire time or, you yeah. know, like things like that. They're like, oh, so it's like find the right teacher who is going to, you know, we can talk about that later or now if you want. Like, how do you know if you have the right teacher? Like, how would you know? How would you say? I think for me, um, if you take a lesson with a teacher, they should ideally be able to make your singing feel better or sound better, even from the first lesson. Because I know for some students, they're like, okay, I'm going to take booking like 10 lessons and then go through that, all that. And then at the end of the 10, se 10 sessions, they're not sure if they've been improved. Um, okay. A great teacher should make you feel that from the first lesson. Um, and that's what I aim to do for like most of my clients. Um, and if that's the case, it's just a matter of keeping that momentum. Because I think any kind of success is driven upon momentum. If you start moving forward, you're going to continue to move forward. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my take. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And also, I think a really good teacher teaches you to sing using your face in the entire body and using the body and the face to bounce the sound off instead of using the throat. And a really good teacher has to teach middle. I've, I've heard a lot of teachers or people who have come from teachers who have only taught chest and head. And there is a way around it, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot more time and it will never sound poppy if you want to be poppy. And exactly, so yeah. if you want to be an opera, I studied opera for years. I wanted, I thought I wanted to be a professional opera singer. Opera still needs wow. a middle. So if this teacher, right, if this teacher doesn't teach middle, but they teach opera, you still need a middle. Like, yeah, so make sure they teach middle voice. Make sure every time you sing, you feel great. Make sure they don't just do random scales like E, A, ah, because you can do that on your own. Like have a teacher yeah. who teaches you the actual science of mm in the face and how to thin things out and all the weirdness stuff that you can't do on your own <laughs> yeah right no, voice teachers are weird um it's confirmed yes um, i'm the weird one <laughs> <laughs> well awesome um it's been a very very wonderful time with you um i i think you're kind of my role model already um i love your energy i love how you're just able to like make people kind of things i think that's what i felt um you really teach by i guess I don't know. It's kind of like this kind of building of energy that I feel just from kind of interacting with you. And I'm sure a lot of your clients will have that as well. Um, so awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on this show. I really appreciate it, Claire. Yeah, I think you're so amazing, Ivan. And I love all your videos. And I think you're such, I, I, I've just, from what I've seen on your Instagram, you're just a super kind teacher. And um, I think you're going to have amazing success with this. It's just the beginning of building it. But you're you have everything you need to just I'm excited for you and so you're just a truly amazing compassionate teacher with such great energy and you're really wise and you know your stuff so I I am really excited for you thank you so much um well I would love to have you on the show again sometime I would love that uh, yeah I need to think of the next topic um but yeah. yes. <laughs> or we could just or, talk about you know just any any questions you might have or just anything or just or or just have fun true. talking about singing yeah i've always wanted to do kind of like a q a um having like kind of like a master coach beside me to do like a q a um let me think how it's gonna work but i, I will sure. get back to you but i love that so much for being on the show thank you thank you thank Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm incredibly grateful that you've spent some time with me to really work on your voice. If this episode resonates with you, please, please, please share the message. I'd really appreciate that. 
Likewise, if you have any feedback or suggestions for future episodes, just send them to me. I'm on Insta at singwithivan, so just slide into my DMs. I'm also here on Anchor, so you can leave a voice message. See you next time.